0: Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Shams in Abuja, Nigeria and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we go to Sierra Leone and find out about the newfound optimism in football there, as the Leone stars have a chance of making it to the Africa Cup of Nations finals for the first time in over 20 years.
1: Psychologically, it was affecting the players. you know. So now I think with the new sports administration, things are changing.
0: We speak to Nigeria international defender Benga Arokoyo, who plays in Turkey. Arakoyo talks about his struggles, his faith, and issues with the Nigeria national team.
2: The past is gone. We, we look for the future. The future is what is most important.
0: Also, with the expanded 24 team format at Euro 2016, we ask if the Africa Cup of Nations should be made bigger too. So that's all coming up. And first, Monday will be a proud day for Africa as Fatma Samoura from Senegal will start work in her new job as FIFA Secretary-General. She has successfully passed an eligibility check, so she'll become the first woman and the first African Secretary-General of football's world-governing body. So well done again to Fatma Samoura. Now it's 20 years since Sierra Leone played at the Africa Cup of Nations finals and until recently their chances of qualifying this time around looked rather dismal. However, since their surprise 1-0 victory over Sudan two weeks ago, there's a newfound optimism. The Lyon stars are in a qualifying group with just three teams, and only the winner will qualify for the 2017 Nations Cup Finals in Gabon. Ivory Coast top with five points, Sierra Leone and Sudan have four points, and the one remaining game in the group sees Ivory Coast host Sierra Leone in September. Well, no doubt the Elephants a better place to qualify, but a win for Sierra Leone would see them make it to the finals, so it's all to play for. Well, there is, understandably, a lot of excitement in Sierra Leone after that win over Sudan. And in Freetown, John Hargreaves caught up with sports journalist Ibrahim Okom Koroma, Alan Campbell, and this year's Sierra Leone Sports Journalist of the Year winner Ismail Saidu Kanu. He discussed with them the nation's dramatic turnaround in football, and John first asked Ishmael what he thinks has brought about the improvement. Well, I think um, the, the change in the administration
1: of football, you can you can count it as one of the greatest changes. Um, the, the, the Minister of Sports, you know, Paul Kamar was changed by the president and now we have Ahmed Kanu, you know. Um, they are two different people, if you can put it that way. Naturally, they are two different people. Ahmed Kanu... Is a person that that can encourage players, you know. He's presently working with the SLFA, you know, even though the, the relationship is not too... The, the relationship is sour, but he's trying to make amends, you know. So I th- I think that the players, seeing these people who are making decisions of, on football in the country, I think they will have that... that they will have that change of mind that we are hoping for the better. Remember, before Paul Kamau was sacked the then-sports minister, we were having problems between the SLFA and the, 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 the Ministry of Sports. So, psychologically, it was affecting the players. You know? So now I think with the new sports administration,
3: things are changing. Ibrahim, are you satisfied that the structure um, for football in Sierra Leone is now adequate? I think um, they are trying in that direction, but we are still having, you know, problems in, I mean, agreement between, I mean, the ministry and that of the FA in terms of even um, people to travel from the sports ministry and that of the Sierra Leone Football Association. I think um, that is the call. Since the appointment of the minister, the new minister of sports, I think what people have been saying, they are saying or they are calling on the, new minister, for him to reconcile, I mean, the game of football. There there be reconciliation between the ministry and that of the the, the association. I think the minister um, is trying in that direction because um, three weeks ago, he held a meeting with the uh, stakeholders of football. It was fruitful, so to speak, um, but we are still hoping for the better because they are now partnering together to organise you know, all of these matches that are playing. So with somebody trying to say, well, let me for things, for the betterment of si Leone." I mean, to put si Leone first, I mean, other than they putting their ego or using their ego to break the football down. Because presently, for me, there is nothing to write home about, I mean, uh, the state of the status of football in Sierra Leone because we are not having the league playing, you know, other mini-leagues are now taking over the league which is the opposite the league, the, the SLF organized league is supposed to supersede, you know, mini-leagues but now mini-leagues are now taking over because uh, we don't have football playing because of these problems that we are going through we are hoping and praying, you know that this impasse or these problems will solve you know, uh, as soon as possible
1: is there enough, or is there too much political interference in Sierra Leonean football, Alan?
4: Um, well, I think um, since this new um, minister um, took that position, it's much more better than how it used to be in the past. But yet, still, there is still um, in political um, influence in in sport generally, um, and I think that um, as um, affected the game greatly because if we, we, we have to grow we definitely have to be neutral we have to give chance to those who can perform better who can do the work for us to do the work I think that will help us but without that we, we cannot go but we just hope that um, this new minister continue um, uh, the way he has started because he's much more objective is um, accommodative I mean it can it, it creates room to listen to the view of other people so I think we're hoping that um, Will, will progress as time goes on. It, it will be simultaneous because, um, taking into consideration um, the point that we are coming from, uh, we just hope that uh, the problems within the HEFI itself solved because um, I think everything um, was hampered, everything um, went wrong when, when we started off with the selection or the election of the football um, um, chairperson of the Football Association. That was where when, the, the political mess came in. But we hope and pray that everything will go on well because for me personally, I believe in the individual that is leading the football association. It's just that the, it, she hasn't got the right people to work with. And I think that's a big problem. If you don't work with the right people or if there's always a disparity between you and those that you're working with, definitely you can push on. But we just hope and pray that things um, change for the better.
1: OK, I sense a real change. There's a new optimism amongst uh, you sports journalists. But... In September, you're going to be playing Ivory Coast. Does Sierra Leone have what it takes to beat them? What do you think, Kishma? Of course, because Sierra Leone is now a force to reckon with in terms of qualifying for the African Cup of Nations. Three years back, it was only a goal that did not allow Sierra Leone to qualify. Um, The last match between Sierra Leone, I think Niger, the game ended in a goalless duel if Sierra Leone should have scored at least a goal, the team would have qualified in 2013. Even the following qualification, Sierra Leone missed out just because of a point or so. you know. And I think Sierra Leone is edging closer to qualifying for this particular um, Nations Cup next next year. So Sierra Leone has all the chances because the players now, they have, they have um, jailed the home base and the foreign-based players, you know. Um, the the, the own-based players, they are really, really performing very, very well. You we comp- compared to the Ivy Iv- 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 Coast team, the Ivory Coast team, yes, Sierra Leone is the underdog going to that particular match. But, you know, um, complacency would cost Ivy Coast in that particular match come September 5th. You know, because Sierra Leone is very, very much optimistic. The players are optimistic. I spoke to some of them. They told me that they are optimistic of qualifying and they assured Sierra Leoneans that they are going to qualify by all possible means, you know, because it has been 20 years since Sierra Leone played the African Cup of Nations. So they want to quench the tests of the Sierra Leoneans, especially we are just coming from the Ebola outbreak and they want to bring smile in the faces of the people. So I believe with... Qualifying to the African Cup of Nations alone will bring smiles smile to the faces of
0: Sierra Leoneans. Well, that's Sierra Leone sports journalist Ishmael Saidu Kanu. We also heard there from Ibrahim Okom Koroma and Alan Campbell. They were speaking to John Hargreaves in Freetown, Sierra Leone. So they say that the change of leadership at the sports ministry has helped with the improvement. They also mentioned the Ebola crisis. Sierra Leone was cleared by the Confederation of African Football last December to resume playing home games at home after an 18-month break because of Ebola where they had to play on neutral ground. Another issue there is that there's no proper domestic league. Eleven of the 14 clubs formed a breakaway league, while the other three clubs didn't join. One of those is FC Johansson, owned by the Sierra Leone Football Association president, Isha Johansson. So there are a lot of issues in Sierra Leonean football, but uh, Solomon, you do feel that there is great potential there.
5: Yes, I feel definitely so, Steve. I feel uh, they have a potential to do better. They've been able to uh, get some good results, results that people actually didn't really expect from them. So they, Sierra Leone themselves moved to within a point of African champions and group leaders, uh, Ivory Coast, with that 1-0 win over uh, Sudan in Freetown. It, it, we have to look at Sierra Leone and, and look at the nation and itself, where they're coming from. I feel Sierra Leone is one of these the small countries... Uh, uh, who, when given the opportunity, if we could really develop football in Sierra Leone, is going to go a long way because they've been trying their best and really uh, playing football in spite of the whole civil war that had happened in in, in Sierra Leone. In spite of the whole Ebola uh, pandemic that hit Sierra Leone, football continues. Life continues. Football is something that really gives them hope. Uh, so it is important for uh, for for them to to just keep going and keep going and keep going. Uh, we also have to note that the last time Sierra Leone played in the Africa Cup of Nations was in in 1996. They haven't qualified since then. Sometimes they withdraw because, they are, you know, there's no money. And they produce a few, you know, young players that, that love to play football uh, and are all scattered. But for me, it's definitely going to be great, you know, if we could see uh, Sierra Leone coming through and hopefully getting a good result against the Elephants.
0: Well, it won't be easy, but there is a glimmer of hope for Sierra Leone in terms of qualifying for the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations finals. Thanks for that, Solomon. This is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport, and a reminder about our new app. If you miss the show, you can listen anytime on our app. To download it, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you get the app, you can listen to the show there. In fact, there are over 140 episodes of the programme, all available on demand anytime. So to download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Note that you will incur airtime charges if you're not connected to a wireless network. You can listen to the show also on our website, planetsportfootballafrica.com. Still to come, a look at the expanded Euro 2016 format where 24 teams are playing and we ask whether it would work for the Africa Cup of Nations. But now to our interview with Nigeria international defender Benga Arakoyo. He's a new name to many. He plays for Turkish club Gaziantep and played for the Super Eagles in victories in two recent friendlies against Mali and Luxembourg in Europe. Well, 23-year-old Arakoyo's European journey started in Sweden before moving to Turkey in 2014. Nigeria have missed out on qualifying for the 2017 Nations Cup, having missed the 2015 edition too. And Olawoshina Okaleji asked Arakoyo how important it is now to qualify for the 2018 FIFA World Cup.
2: Yeah, I think uh, the most important thing is we, we work together also in the field, outside the field. And taking those friendly games important, and uh, working hard, and make sure that we were able to build a solid team. The past is gone. We we look for the future. The future
6: is what is most important. And you could see how everyone is hungry. This is what we want. Talking about you now, you play in Turkey. Tell me, um, how would you rate the Turkish league compared to when you were still playing back home, and of course when you were playing in Scandinavia? Yeah, he's of a higher level. He's in the top level, and a lot of
2: big team, big players play in the Turkish league. And yeah, the level is very high, and I think it's one of the best.
6: A lot of people are saying Benga will not be with this same team for the next um, season because of what you've done so far this season. Everyone's talking about it. Do you see your future away from Gaziantepo in the next summer?
2: Yeah, I cannot really say specifically, but I would really love to take the next step uh, because of uh, the circumstances around the club. Uh, so it's a challenge for me, but, uh, but you know, I also had a setback this year. And I think uh, with injury, but uh, I was not pleased the way
6: everything is going right now. So I, I hope I I can take the next step. How frustrating is it for you as a professional footballer to be slowed down by injury? Yeah, it's uh, it's an unusual thing. You know, it's a feeling you don't want to have,
2: and you know, and the process of rehabilitation is one of the worst moments. But uh, for me, I'm grateful to God. I always have God by my side to encourage and strengthen me. So it's just a moment, or uh, you know that you you 're so sure that God is with you, so when you know that God is with you, you just uh, you 're at peace you know you just know that it will come and pass away so it 's a tough
6: time and I pray it never happens again. <laughs> you talked about God, I mean how deep and connected um do you speak to God when you go through moments like that? Yeah, you know you relate with me through His word, and that is
2: the most there's the best word I can hear so is uh, there it's a moment of trusting God and knowing that uh, he's with you. I have a good relationship with God and it's the life I live and it's my identity everywhere I go. So if you don't see Jesus in my
6: life, then you don't really know who I am. How difficult is it for a professional footballer? You make relatively good money. You drive the fast cars. A lot of people associate footballers with fancy cars, beautiful homes. They can't afford to buy everything they want to buy. Yet... You still have a moment To connect with God How difficult Or how easy is it for you As a professional footballer With all the distractions And everything in football
2: Yeah You know The distraction is there But uh, You just have to make Your choice You know And um, When you When you're connected With uh, Christ Is uh, Everything about you Change Everything about you Change Is uh, It makes you a better person You could see things From afar And you know it's a choice we make, and the best choice we, have, the best choice ever, because you will discover that what people are running after, you already have it. So, and God makes things more easy for you. So, I'm so blessed and grateful to God.
6: And how do you keep humility when you know quite well that everyone is talking about being at the star and not being at the person because they really don't know you?
2: Yeah, I don't uh, want to be addressed that way. I want to be known by uh, who I am and whenever I'm around people, what people see in me really matters to me. And my identity is number one and um, yeah, I keep myself, I keep my head down, uh, nothing. You know, if you try to be someone, you try to prove yourself, nobody is there forever. so. When you realise this, that it's just for a moment and you just have to enjoy it. So
6: you have to keep yourself humble. It's not easy because, you know, Nigeria is blessed with so many talents. Many players come and go like you've highlighted earlier. How confident are you about making it not just a one-off thing? You want to stay in the Super Eagles and continue to earn a call-up? Yeah, it's a, it's a target for me and uh, it's a
2: dream I've been chasing for so long time. At the time I was even giving up on it, but finally it comes and I know how important it is now. So in this team, I think I have a, a chance to play. I just have to wait for it. I'm not in a hurry. I just take my training seriously and work with the team and listen to what the coach wants. So it's the most important thing for me that I'm here and I pray I keep on uh, with this uh, performance.
6: Finally, how significant is it for the country to have a permanent coach in place? I mean, you look at Nigeria, in the last five years they've had eight managers. I mean, how important is it for a team to really sort out everything and have a permanent coach that the players understand and the players are working with on a regular basis?
2: Yeah, it's it's a very important thing to have a a stable coach that can really develop what we have right now. We have a couple of young talent and we need the, the right person to really... Bring out the best in everyone. And and I know that the, the Federation is working hard on that. And everybody wants to prove a point. Everybody wants to fight for our nation. And I think uh,
0: this is very important for the development also. And I think we have a future. That's Nigeria international defender Benga Arakoyo, who's on the verge of breaking into the Super Eagles team after playing in two recent friendlies. He was speaking there to Olawashina Okaleji. And there was more shock news in Nigerian football last weekend as former Super Eagles coach Shaibu Amado died at the age of 58. Amado is the only man to have qualified Nigeria for two editions of the World Cup finals. He passed away in the southern Nigerian city of Benin. His death came just two days after former Nigeria coach and captain Stephen Keshi passed away in the same city. So very sad to hear that news in Nigerian football. Well, next here on Planet Sport Football Africa, we turn to WhatsApp and to Facebook. Last week, we discussed the 2016 European Championship in France, which runs through to the final in Paris on the 10th of July. And we asked, who do you think will be the champions of Europe? Well, Desmond Tunde Koka in Sierra Leone got in touch. He says, I honestly think it's too early to make a choice right now, but I have in mind four teams that I think will make it to the semifinals. Desmond tips England, Spain, Germany, and Belgium. Rex Rosé-Cargbo, also in Sierra Leone, says, I'm a Spain fan, but they didn't impress me in their first match, along with the other so-called big-name countries. For me, only Germany and Italy have put up outstanding performances. Let's see how things go, but for now, I think Germany are favourites to win it, says Rex. Moses in the Gambia says I'm going for Portugal to make history but if not them then it's the mighty England. I'm hoping Ronaldo has the quality and ability to do it. He's number one right now says Moses. Donald is in Cameroon. He says I think it will be anyone of France, Italy or Germany. I did tip Belgium but what I witnessed in the opening 2-0 defeat to Italy was disappointing. Sadu Mane in the Gambia says, ''Well, it's not an easy one to answer, but the country I have in mind is Italy.'' Karamba Darfo, also in the Gambia, agrees. He says, ''I support England and want them to win, but I believe Italy will take it,'' says Karamba. Musa Keitourai says, ''I'll go for Spain because they're my team.'' Ebrima K B Sonko agrees with Musa. He says, ''I fancy Spain to win and make it three wins in a row.'' It'll be a difficult one as their first outing showed they lacked a cutting edge in front of goal and I believe Germany will push them to the wire. Another supporting Spain is Alfa Jallo in the Gambia. Alpha says, my two favourites are Spain and Germany. I tip Spain to retain the title. Teams like Croatia and Italy have impressed in their first games. I won't be surprised to see them progress but they won't win the title, says Alpha. On Facebook, we heard from Jeff Waddell in Scotland, and Jeff says, I go for Croatia, with Austria doing better than a lot of people will expect. Uh, Thanks for that one, Jeff. Uh, We'll watch that one closely, uh, with Hungary shocking Austria in their first game. Fode G in the Gambia isn't too sure. Fode says, The tournament is so unpredictable. I hope the English nick it, but they've got a long way to go. Personally, I think an underdog will take it uh, not necessarily Spain or Germany, but to perhaps Italy. Abli Osise in the Gambia says, ''I'm a huge fan of the three lions of England, but I think that Le Bleu, France, will go all the way, with them being the hosts with the brightest squad.'' Sana Balde in the Gambia says, ''It'll be either Spain or Germany. while well, I mean Yusuf Akali says, ''I give Germany all the credit. I think they will win.'' Sang Baptist Omar Bass says all are giants but football is unpredictable simply because we've seen many surprises in the past. England are my favourites, I'm vying for them. Suleiman Sonko in the Gambia agrees. He says I think Spain and England will play in the final and England will win it. Modu G.J. Colley also goes for Roy Hodgson's team. He says I believe England have all the potential to win it and Modu says because they have the youngest team. Well, it will be interesting to see. Sometimes there's no substitute for experience. Uh, Does England have enough of that uh, is a question that remains to be answered. Abina from Nigeria doesn't rate England's chances at all. Probably Germany will win it because of their pedigree as world champions, or France as the host nation with a squad of decent players. But, says Abena, one thing is certain, England doesn't stand a chance because of their average at best players. Likewise, Belgium, who have individual quality but don't play well as a team. And finally, also from Nigeria, Okesipe Joel Ibukunolua says, Belgium all the way. Well, Belgium were many people's favourites before the tournament started, but it was a poor start with that 2-0 defeat to Italy in their pool opener on Monday. Well thanks very much for all of those comments. Uh, There were way too many comments actually for me to read out but we've put them all together and Germany come top of our poll with 36%, England the number two choice on 20%, then Italy with 17%, Spain with 14%, France have 7%, Portugal 4% and Belgium and Croatia 1% each. So Germany is the top choice there of listeners. Well this week we're asking on WhatsApp and Facebook, should the Africa Cup of Nations be expanded? So Euro 2016 has an expanded 24-team format, an increase from 16 teams in the last few editions. It gives smaller nations a chance to play at a major tournament, but it does mean that the competition takes a whole month to play. So would you be in favor of the Africa Cup of Nations having more teams or does it reduce the value of the tournament if there are too many teams playing there Send us a WhatsApp to +447955232780 That's +447955232780 or go to our Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa So the European Championship being expanded to 24 teams means it takes a whole month to play. That's the same as the World Cup. And as we heard from Stuart last week, it means that after the group stage, only eight teams will be eliminated and then 16 go into the knockout stage. So it is a somewhat long, drawn-out process. Well, Stuart spoke to legendary British commentator John Motson, who's covered numerous major football events. He spoke about how the European Championship has grown.
5: Uh, well, when I first went in 1976, there were only four teams in the final, and then it grew to eight, and then it grew to 16, and I thought that was about right. Now, it's gone to 24, but I think the way things are going, and I'm thinking about the World Cup as well, Stuart. I mean, they're talking about 40 teams in in World Cups to come, more than 32. So I'm afraid, you know, we're 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 just on a cycle where more and more countries want to get involved, and of course the main reason is. There are so many more countries in UEFA now with the split up of the Soviet Union and and Yugoslavia and so on. So I think the the idea of having more teams in the finals is really to give more nations the opportunity to qualify, really.
0: That's legendary British football commentator John Motson on the growth of the Euros. So, Stuart, this does give a chance to some small teams to play at a big tournament. Well, I mean, some of them, I think some of our listeners may have to look at the map to find where they are. There's, I mean, there's
6: Iceland right up in the Arctic Circle, which only has a football season for a few months each year because it's so cold and frozen the rest of the time. Albania making their first appearance in the finals of a major tournament. And in the British Isles, we've got amazing representation because, of course, we've got England, but also Wales, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland.
0: Solomon, what do you think? Should maybe the Africa Cup of Nations be expanded now? Or does that perhaps reduce the value of the tournament if there are more teams playing there?
5: Steve, if you had asked me the same question about 10, 15 years ago, I would definitely not be in favour. I, I would think, you know, the teams were not strong enough. This definitely has grown in leaps and bounds for me, and, and I think expanding the Africa Cup of Nations will go a long way in really accommodating some of the teams that have really grown over over the years. So I, I'm, I am definitely for uh, Afcon expansion. I don't see how it will reduce the value of the uh, tournament. And so it, it is definitely... Definitely a time for uh, us to understand that football in Africa has really grown. uh, And I am definitely for expanding AFCON uh, tournament from just the 16 teams to, to, to maybe 24 like in Europe, you know.
0: Thanks, Solomon. Uh, Well, for me, I must say I think that 16 teams is enough and that Euro 2016 is too big and too long, although for the smaller countries, indeed like us here in Zimbabwe, an expanded tournament does give you more chance of qualifying. So tell us what you think. Is it a good thing? Should the Nations Cup be expanded in the same way that Euro 2016 has been, or does it reduce the value of the tournament if there are too many teams playing there? Send us a WhatsApp to plus447. 795-232-780. Seven nine double five two as we Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, that's it for the show for this week. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Solomon Ashams in Nigeria, and Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.